So can you please say your name and class for the recording, please? Sure, it's Robert Lee Bull Jr. and I'm in the class of uh, 1993. And where were you born? Baltimore, Maryland. And where did you grow up? Uh, in uh, sort of the east side of Baltimore. What did your or parents? in Baltimore? That's and what did your parents do? Uh, my father worked for Bethlehem Steel. Uh, he was a ship fitter uh, or welder. And my mother was a uh, uh, social worker for the city of Baltimore. And how many siblings do you have? I have one uh, sister, three years younger, that I grew up with. And I have one brother, 18 years younger, uh, from my dad's second marriage. All right, so can you speak to your um, childhood um, experiences and how you felt about your early schooling? Uh, sure. I had a, I had a, um, a great childhood uh, experience. I was uh, fortunate enough to grow up with both of my parents until uh, about high school uh, before, they, uh, before they separated. Uh, I, you know, I grew up... Uh, you know, basically uh, in the uh, uh, sort of poor, uh, certainly uh, lower socioeconomically, uh, and that was my immediate family and probably most of my even extended family uh, right in Baltimore City. Uh, but I can also say that I was a child that grew up and didn't realize he was poor, <laughs> uh, and, and namely just because I had parents that provided as much for me as I needed and and, and really centered uh, my life and our family's uh, life around uh, just really good, wholesome uh, values. Uh, to be a little more specific, I, uh, my grandfather is uh, the pastor of a home church, sort of, uh, or a neighborhood church that, uh, that I attended through most of, most of my childhood, and I think four out of six of uh, his children became uh, pastors at some point as well. So uh, church was a very big part of my growing up and a very big part of uh, sort of the, uh, the family scene, which I think uh, helped to instill some of those, uh, some of those values that, uh, that, our, that our family hung on to. Um, uh, I was educated uh, in the public school system. Uh, until I got to high school, and that was a part public, part private uh, uh, partnership. But basically, uh, Baltimore City public school systems all the way through before I got to uh, before I got to Doucher. And uh, you know, academically, I was you know a pretty strong student. Uh, I would say uh, I, I think I probably struggled with. Uh, you know, I remember uh, by the time I became a teenager and my parents were, uh, had separated and I was, you know, of course living with my mother, uh, it was the, uh, you know, the, the, I had to come to the conclusion of did I want to work uh, and settle for the B plus A minus sort of uh, grades or did I want to uh, not help support my family at that point and, uh, and have my mother take care of me clearly and, and get the A plus. So, 
Uh, but I was pretty much pretty much a strong student uh, all the way through school. Uh, from an extracurricular point of view, uh, I uh, I did karate as a sort of a physical extracurricular activity. Uh, my dad is a very um, he's a very avid martial artist, uh, and is considered a, a master uh, in the sport of martial, uh, martial arts today. Uh, so I literally started karate at age three and uh, became a black belt before I was a teenager. Uh, and I used that as my sort of physical uh, fitness regime, you know, where whereas perhaps most kids in more fortunate neighborhoods would be able to do, uh, you know, some of the other uh, sports. Uh, this was something that could be done in, in our neighborhood that, that was a little, a little less expensive. So, uh, so that was my my physical uh, uh, extracurricular. Uh, and then I would say on the art side, uh, which had a big impact in my life, uh, by the time I got to middle school, I, I was introduced to uh, drama, as it's uh, called. Uh, and uh, it was, and I, I literally uh, was introduced to it by, by mistake. Uh, <laughs> um, I was, I remember having a best friend and he and I had, uh, let's call it girlfriends, and he and the two other young women were in the <coughs> were in the drama club and were subsequently in a play. Uh, and I remember waiting outside of their rehearsal for them so that we could walk home from school together. And uh, I distinctly remember the drama teacher storming out of the uh, room while I'm sitting in the hallway there waiting, scared me to death. And he was screaming at the top of his lungs saying, you guys need to learn your lines. Uh, I can't believe you come here every day and don't learn your lines. And he looked at me and said, you're here every day. I bet you know the lines. You need to get in there. So I, I was invited into uh, being a part of a play that I didn't audition uh, for. And he realized that uh, I had some talent, I guess. And I quickly soared as being a uh, major character in many of the plays and in many of the musicals, I should say, in, in middle school. Um, and that's an important turning point in my life because uh, I, I really, for the first time, uh, other than karate, uh, felt something uh, that I could attach myself to outside of something that my parents didn't uh, provide directly. Uh, so, so it was that encouragement uh, from my drama professor, drama teacher, I guess at that point, uh, encouraged me to uh, apply to the Baltimore School for the Arts, uh, which is one of the top performing arts high schools in the country. Uh, and I, I auditioned and I got in, which is uh, remarkable. You know, hundreds of kids audition and uh, the class size is literally, uh, you know, about 10 to 12. Uh, and I had a just phenomenal uh, uh, education at the Baltimore School for the Arts as a high school student, uh, continuing to, of course, excel academically. Uh, the School for the Arts has AP courses and study abroad, uh, so a very rich, almost independent school-like experience, but still at a Baltimore City public school. Uh, and. As, if, as you may know, may or may not know, it was theater at the Baltimore School for the Arts that uh, led me to Goucher uh, when, I, when I 
when I, I enjoyed theater so much and when I realized that you could actually go to college and major in theater, uh, I uh, found out that Goucher had a pretty decent theater department. And although my parents were just beside themselves that I was actually going to major in theater, uh, being, you know, one of the first educated uh, in my generation, uh, they were a little uneasy about that, but I convinced them that uh, this is what I wanted to do, and, uh, and, and just as always, they were as supportive as they, as they could be. Uh, so I, I found myself uh, at, at, uh, at Goucher, uh, as a theater major, and what saved me and my relationship with my parents, I think, <laughs> is uh, there was there were some signs hanging up, as I remember, around campus that said, ever wondered what you were going to do with that arts degree? Try art, try arts administration or something like that. It, it was a it was a really uh, neat advertisement that. Uh, that really spoke to any and everyone at Goucher who was majoring in something to do with the arts. Uh, and as we know, uh, you know, dance was strong at Goucher, uh, you know, uh, music was very strong at Goucher. So I, <coughs> excuse me, I, I inquired about arts administration and, and found out, wow, this is, this is pretty interesting. And, and, and so I convinced my parents early on in my Goucher career that I was getting a business degree in the arts, uh, which wasn't all that, you know, uh, a stretch from the imagination since uh, arts administration is all about, you know, running the back of house part of a nonprofit uh, arts organization. Uh, so, so I'll pause there. The only thing else that I'll add that you might be interested to know is uh, let's see, I, when I mentioned having to work, I started working at age 14, which is legally the earliest uh, anyone is able uh, to work. And, and again, I fell into that accidentally. Uh, one of my very best friends, uh, if you can imagine, at age 14, when you are uh, in our day, it was, you know, you had a phone buddy. You were at the point where, sort of like it's the equivalent right now of, uh, you know, getting a phone as a uh, 11, 12, 13-year-old and start starting to use social media and text messaging. Well, I was at a telephone buddy at the time, my very best friend, uh, who, a very best friend at the time, who was also a Goucher graduate, uh, one of my oldest friends ever. We went to middle school, high school, and then Goucher together. She was my phone buddy, Michelle Clay, and... Uh, she got a job, and you know how dare her? Because I didn't have anyone to talk to uh, uh, in the afternoons and and uh, evenings, uh, and and we had a very platonic relationship, but a very close relationship. Uh, and she went to the school for the arts and was a theater major, and then on to Goucher as a theater major. So uh, at age fourteen, when I didn't have a buddy anymore, I said, "Hell, I might as well go and work." Uh, you know, I've always I was, I was looking for a job. Anyway, I was keeping my eye out for one. So I, I followed her and, and worked at the Baltimore County Public Library right there in Towson. Uh, and uh, that was just as outstanding an, an experience for me as uh, becoming a theater major. And it was that, the, the two experiences really um, made me who I am today. 
I um, started at the Baltimore County Public Library at age 14, just shelving books, uh, as simple as that. And I was one of the faster book shelvers and ended up getting a lot of attention. And believe it or not, uh, long story short, by the age of 16, I was managing a staff of 50 uh, while I was still in high school. So I was supervising the part-time staff, incredible experience in management, uh, everything from interviewing and hiring to uh, writing performance reviews to, uh, you know, you, you name it. Uh, so I, I literally uh, did that kind of management work from 16 to uh, 21, uh, 22, from graduating from Goucher and just received such incredible training and mentorship. Uh, and, and like I said, when you, when you think about what that offer, offered at the time, the confidence and uh, the training coupled with arts administration, uh, the back of house part of, uh, you know, running nonprofit arts organizations. I was so, and that and Goucher's education, <laughs> I was more than ready by the time I uh, not only got to Goucher, but also graduated from Goucher as, as well. Uh, so, so I know that you know, that was one of your first questions, and I don't know if I answered some of the other ones for you, but, yeah, uh, yeah. but when I, okay, good. When I think back at my, Think back at my uh, my whole childhood. Those are the major pieces that help sort of shape where I am today. Great. So, did you apply to any other colleges, um, and did you know anyone um, at Goucher prior to attending? Uh, yes. Uh, another good story. So I. Only apply to one other, uh, two other institutions. One was the uh, University of Miami, who had a theater management program at the time, and uh, they were actually giving scholarship money away, uh, and it was a close call. And I also applied to uh, Towson State University, it was called at the time, mm -hmm. uh, as my backup school. Uh, you know, um, folks in my position who can't afford to apply to 10 schools, you really only apply to two to three at, at most. You know, your, your first choice and your backup. And the, the state school was my backup. I had some state money that I could apply to either uh, Towson or Goucher. Uh, and, and quick funny story, I remember being accepted to both and bringing home the financial aid packages. Uh, and Towson was $2,000 a year, Goucher was $16,000 a year, and my mom said, I guess the choice has been made. We're <laughs> mm -hmm. um, referring to, uh, to Towson, and I really wanted to go to Goucher, so I, I, uh, I went and spoke to the financial aid office and tried to better understand the numbers, and you know, it was just so much money. Uh, and they did provide just tremendous uh, support and financial aid for me. Uh, and I remember talking to Faye Perry, uh, God rest her soul, uh, the financial aid director uh, at the time, uh, who has since left us. But she went through that uh, 
form with me and showed me all that was offered. And I kid you not, my first semester at Goucher College, I literally, uh, I think I paid something like $75, which was, when you, when you look at a $16,000 tuition, was just uh, a blessing, uh, just a blessing. Uh, so so that's, that was my, how I got to Goucher and chose that one, and, as opposed to uh, Towson and uh, University of Miami. And then, did I know anyone? Uh, yes. Uh, another uh, classic and great story. Uh, the first person that I met from Goucher College uh, was uh, Lejeune Terry, at the time, Cornish. Uh, and I met her when I was, I guess, about where I had to have been maybe about 13 or so. Uh, yeah, she, she taught me English in middle school uh, and was a remarkable, as you can imagine, a remarkable young teacher that I gave a really hard time to, and she returned it, trust me. Uh, but... Uh, but I was so impressed with her and remembering her mentioning her background and how much she enjoyed Goucher College and what it had done for her uh, as a young African-American uh, and the opportunities that it led to, that somehow that did stick in the back of my head uh, and Goucher ended up on my list as I began to inquire about uh, where I might go to school. So... Uh, Lejeune did it. <laughs> so, what were your first impressions of Goucher? First impressions. I guess my first impressions were no one had ever sent me so much mail with my name on it. <laughs> you know, and and back in those days when you actually received mail, uh, uh, you know, huge deal of how special they made me feel, first of all. Uh, and then second, uh, you can't help but to drive onto Goucher's campus and not be impressed uh, scenically, uh, visually. Uh, and from someone who grew up in Baltimore City and even having worked in Towson but never had stepped foot on campus, to drive on to that country club estate and see such a beautiful, it was my national park, that mm -hmm. experience. It really, that's what it looked like to me. It, it uh, just, uh, you know, every piece of landscaping, every grass blade perfectly manicured. It was, uh, it was just a sight to behold. Uh, you know, the beautiful buildings with the butler stone, uh, you, you just couldn't ask for anything more beautiful. And the idea that this is a place where folks were educated and a place that, that I might go to was, was almost overwhelming. 
can you describe how you were feeling the first day of moving to campus and going to classes? Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I, I moved myself onto campus. Uh, you know, I was a very independent kid that my mom raised, and uh, I, had, I had my own car. Uh, uh, so I, I literally packed up myself and, uh, you know, drove myself on, onto campus. And, and while I, you know, I had the confidence to physically do it on my own, I, I do remember... Um, being being a little nervous, uh, you know, wondering, wondering, uh, am am I going to be as good as the other students? And some of that had to do with just the, uh, the all the panache and the the beauty of the campus and and how the reputation of the of the school. Uh, so certainly, certainly nervous. Uh, you know, uh, I was a little nervous about being one of the first men and African-American, African-Americans on, on campus. Uh, you know, there, there weren't a lot of people at the time that looked like me uh, in so many ways. Uh, so, uh, so that was a little, little nerve-wracking. Um, I did, however, I did, however, bond very quickly with my roommate um, that I had had a Hard time getting in touch with over the summer, so I was a little nervous about that. Met him for the first time when I when I arrived, uh, and, uh, and know him to this day. He was uh, in my wedding, uh, and and also because there were so few men on campus, and I mean literally probably about 30, 35. I think we had two floors of men at the time. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't take long to bond with the. Uh, you know, 15 or so guys that are living on your floor inside of your your house. So that became very, very comforting. Uh, uh, but, but I will tell you, uh, uh, it's a uh, it's it's a uh, it's a very quick cultural uh, mix and experience that you, I just don't know that you can prepare yourself for it. With so much, um, for me there was, even though I was uh, one of very few African Americans and then men, uh, there were so many different kinds of people uh, from, from so many places around the country. It was really the diversity in, in folks around the country that, uh, that I probably noticed and learned about most, uh, because while the School for the Arts was very, uh, very diverse, sort of, you know, racially, everyone was still from from the state of Maryland. So, so it was just that first uh, introduction to there, there are people from other states and small towns and cities and coasts and even countries. So, so that was a that was a big, big eye opener for me. Did you feel any racial tensions on campus or in the dorms? Um, did I feel any racial tension on campus or in the dorms? Um, you know, I, I, I honestly have to tell you, I, there, there's, there's sometimes 
when I wish, I'm sorry, there's sometimes when I feel like I should tell you differently, but the answer would be no. I, I, I didn't. Uh, and um, it, it, not racial tension, tension uh, uh, from a being a male on campus, yes, but not from being an African-American on campus, no. And, and a lot of that, I think, just had to do with uh, I was a different kind of minority, and, and so I wasn't looked at as black first. I was looked at as a man first, and that's a completely different kind of uh, environment in which Goucher was at the, at the time. And, and I, I'll even go so far as to tell you, uh, I remember probably some inappropriate but very warm-hearted jokes amongst my, uh, you know, male counterparts on my hall, almost in celebration that I was different, uh, but never ever uncomfortable or or, uh, or 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 anything that brought tension, uh, if you will. Sort of, sort of, it's recognizing differences and talking about that and joking about that, but always in a warm and friendly way. Um, again, never, never, ever had any any problems or issues as it relates to race. So, can you speak more to the social atmosphere at Goucher? Um, social in general, or social around being uh, one of few men. Um, so you can speak to um, how you spent your um, free time at Goucher, whether you spent it off or on campus, and what you did um, outside of academics. Ah, uh, sure. So, uh, so socially, socially, you know, I, I, th there were two sides of things socially. One, I probably didn't participate in as much uh, social activity as I would have liked to, uh, particularly taking advantage of some of the uh, more organized uh, things in and around campus that help students uh, come together. And that, that, that was for two reasons. One, uh, remember I was still working uh, at least uh, two or three days a week, uh, about 32 hours, two to three days a week, weekdays, about 32 hours a week uh, um, in general, because I worked at least 13 of those hours on the weekend. Uh, so that, that took me away from campus up until about 9 p.m. at night. Uh, and then I was always in very intense uh, theater rehearsals. So that took me away uh, in the evenings as well, and it almost sort of separated me from the normal, even athletic games and uh, and all the rest. So I was I was pretty pretty excluded as it relates to um, some of the social activities, and intended to probably socialize with the the guys on my hall, uh, you know, uh, later in the evenings or or on the on the weekends, of course. <clears throat> uh, so, and then the other side of me socially was. Uh, <laughs> was a more fun side, but more on the uh, leading social activities, 
through having some of the first um, signature and famous parties on campus, along with uh, one of my very best friends, uh, 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 Percy Moore, who is uh, also an African-American and uh, serves on the Board of Trustees. We joke all the time about the number of, uh, um, let's just call it parties, we would um, create, manage, and conceal <laughs> at the time uh, uh, at Goucher. And, and, you know, it, and this sort of goes back to the, this sort of goes back to when we, as, as men on campus, uh, part of our social scene was establishing ourselves as men on campus uh, because there was still a good number of men entering the campus from Johns Hopkins and the Naval Academy, which was very traditional at the time for, uh, for Goucher. So we, we were trying to claim our stake, if you will, and have our own parties. Uh, and and I, I did a fair amount of that uh, organization during my day. Were there any other black students um, in the classes that you were taking? Uh, yes, but very few, very few. Uh, of the 35 uh, men my freshman year, I want to say there were three or four uh, black men. By the time I became a sophomore, when I returned from Paris my junior year, uh, they were just introducing many of the uh, uh, varsity sports. So there were, uh, uh, there were a growing number of uh, African-American men, not just because of the sports, but one, because the numbers were increasing, but two, the sports, the sports uh, uh, I think, served as a, a good attraction uh, for, for um, some, of, some of our African-American young men, uh, but still not very, not very many. Were there any professors that you connected with? Uh, yes, uh, I did. So, uh, and mostly in theater. Uh, if I had to uh, name a few, uh, Jean Wilhelm, professor of theater, uh, uh, you know, just a woman with an old soul, learned so, so much from her. And, uh, you know, I, the... The biggest of, or the, what sticks out in my mind most in one of her, uh, she, she was the woman who led arts administration. So she was a, a, a professor of theater, but introduced the whole program around arts administration. So uh, what I remember most from her is one of the courses was about applying for a job. So it literally, uh, she taught us how to search for a job, uh, align our interests with uh, a job description, uh, force us to do the, we had to apply to something outside of the state, so it, she forced us to do research on what we were, uh, what we were uh, applying to. Uh, she taught us how to write a cover letter and really interject how we would come in and provide leadership and change things. Uh, it was just a phenomenal course. 
uh, and she was one of my just great mentors and, uh, you know, I haven't seen her in years. God love her. I'm not even sure if she's, uh, if she's still on this earth, but, but, um, but, uh, she sticks out and so does, uh, uh, uh Michael Curry, <clears throat> another, uh, theater professor and, uh, former provost, uh, and, uh, just a uh, good friend uh, over the years. Uh, again, uh, these were folks that you you just spend so much time in in, in theater, and I guess in, in any major, uh, where you know they, it's just so much blood, sweat, and tears to to get through a such a big, rigorous program, and uh, and and just through the four years of, of Gotcha College, uh, you certainly uh, connect with the uh, the professors uh, in your uh, in your major. Were you politically active in any way, um, on or off campus? Uh, I was not uh, actually, um, and and not, and even to this day, not very uh, politically uh, active. So so now. <laughs> Were you a member of the Black Student um, Association or union? Uh, peripherally, but again, not um, not in a not in a big way, uh, and I, and a lot of that I think just had to do with just time. Uh, just uh, just no time based on work and and rehearsal schedules. Do you feel that Goucher has changed um, by the time you graduated? Changed. Hmm. Um, can't say that it, you know, can't say that it changed, um, you know, socially, culturally, academically or anything. You know, there's always, you know, you remember, uh, advances in technology, you know, just, uh, you know, how they, how they did things. Uh, you know, we, we literally were probably... Uh, you know, more computers were being available, you know, by my senior year, uh, as they had a, you know, a larger computer lab. You know, you remember distinct things like that, but, uh, you know, you, you remember physical buildings going up while being on campus, uh, including, uh, the theater, the current theater right now, and the, uh, the gym. But, but no, I can't say that in that four years things changed that drastically that I, uh, that I can remember them. Do you have any special memories of Goucher that you'd like to share? Mm. Oh boy. Special memories that I would like to share. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'll share with you, uh, uh, this will, um, I'll share with you, uh, um, a story about, uh, sort of, uh, Michael Curry, who was Michael Simon Curry at the time, uh, professor of theater. I remember my freshman year, uh, you know, I, and you know how this is at Goucher, I, I think I had to write 17 papers that first semester or something like that, and you know, the fir whole first year, you're just writing and writing and writing, and 
uh, that's just uh, just so um, so gaucher. Uh, but I remember taking um, an interdisciplinary course of some sort. Uh, it was called Stage and Page, and it was a, 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 a course uh, taught by Michael Curry, and I'm forgetting the professor of philosophy. Ah, forgetting his name. But anyway, I was writing a paper on uh, Hamlet and uh, existentialism. Um, that specifically. Uh, but because of my, uh, my work, my rehearsal schedules, I had fallen a little behind. Uh, the paper was due, and, you know, just true to being a, uh, you know, a dumb freshman, I, I should have gone to the professor and, and said, you know, I, I need a little more time. I'm so sorry. Uh, you know, I, I, I sort of ghost them out. So I, uh, I I didn't hand in the paper, and I said I just handed in a little late, and it'll it'll work out. Is what I was thinking. It'll it'll all work out. So I remember being in my room. It was the last day before we went into the exam period, uh, and I was in my room, just you know trying to finish this paper. It was late. I remember hearing uh, uh, my friends in the hallways playing. Uh, and one of the things that Goucher prided itself on, and I think they're trying to return to this today, is professors lived on campus. Uh, and Michael and his family actually lived in an apartment, and I believe it was in Stempson Hall. Uh, and as I'm writing this paper, it must have been, oh, 8, 9 o'clock at night, I hear a you know, knock at the door. And I'm thinking it's one of my friends because it's just so loud out there. Uh, and I open the door, and it's Michael Curry. And he's standing there in my dorm room. And it was sort of out of place because I'd always seen him in the classroom. And, and he, said, he said, hello. And I said, hello. And he said, uh, Robert, uh, about your paper. And I was just crushed. And I said, I'm so sorry. You know, I, I just... I, I, I just need a little more time, and I, I'm, I'm working on it. And his response was, oh, my goodness, I thought I lost it. Ah, you, you take the time that you need, you know. You, you know, if you can get it to me on Monday, that's great, you know. And, and, and he was so easygoing about it. Uh, and, and, and I remember that as a special moment because, one, uh, you know, I tell students and even my kids all the time, if you're, if you're having trouble, you need to talk to the teacher. Uh, go directly to them and get the help that you need. Uh, they're there for you, and it'll do you a world of good and make you feel better. Trust me. So that, that's one thing uh, that I'll always remember. The second is uh, the idea that he cared so much that he came to my dorm room to uh, inquire about this paper that he thought he lost uh, was just uh, that it's just so telling of a, of a Goucher professor. Uh, and, 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 you know, I, I just appreciated that gesture uh, so much and just have the highest respect for him and, 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 and all the professors uh, at Goucher. So uh, it was a good thing, good thing for me. And how do you see Goucher today? 
uh, how do I see Goucher today? Uh, that boy. Uh, one, I think Goucher is a force to be reckoned with. I think it is doing an outstanding job uh, academically, socially, politically, and is producing students who are going and are currently changing the world. I, I honestly believe that. Some of the finest students are graduating from Goucher College uh, today. Uh, and I have nothing but great pride in wearing Goucher College on my back, um, having Goucher College on my resume, uh, and doing any and everything that I can to make sure that uh, every student has that, that same experience. So I, 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 I really, really um, uh, uh, think think highly of, of Goucher and, and what it's doing and what it has done. Is there anything else you'd like to discuss at this point? Um, no. Um, is there anything that you were hoping to get out of this interview that you did not? Um, I guess if you can um, speak to... Um, your graduating class, um, and like how many um, black males graduated with you in '93? I don't think there were many. Remember, I said that there were uh, three, four of us, and uh, let's see, I can think of possibly, can think of one other, possibly two, but, you know, as I'm flipping through the yearbook as we speak here, <laughs> uh, there were a couple of us that didn't make it, I will tell you that. Um, and, you know, and for uh, some reason, you know, just uh, did, not, uh, did not make it because of academic or social reasons. Uh, and and was, you know, were asked to, to leave the campus. But as, I, as I'm flipping through here, I, I, uh, I would say... You know, if I, had to, if I had to count, it were probably six of us in my class and three of us who actually crossed the stage. 